It's a great honor and privilege to be at Temple Emmanuel this evening. And I'm especially grateful to Rabbis Jonathan and Beth for this invitation to share the work and mission of Music of Remembrance. Rabbis Jonathan and Beth are actually part of this story. They were our wonderful rabbis at Seattle's Temple Beth Am when we started Music of Remembrance 18 years ago. And their guidance and wisdom helped lay a foundation on which we're still building and for which we'll always be grateful. Thank you so much. Some of you might know a little bit about us already, especially if you were here last May when Cantor Rosalind Barrick invited us to perform on the wonderful Music at Meyer concert series. And that was our very first performance in San Francisco, and it set us on a journey that we're so much look looking forward to continuing. The Bay Area community is near and dear to our hearts, a second home with family and close friends. Well, Music of Remembrance fills a unique role throughout the world by remembering the Holocaust through music. We do this in a number of ways. We perform concerts. We work with educators at schools and colleges. We produce CD recordings. And we're the only organization in the world with the initiative to commission new Holocaust-inspired works by today's leading composers. It's been more than seven decades since the defeat of the Third Reich, and yet we're still struggling to understand the meaning of horrors that defy comprehension. But what is learning without memory? And how does one remember through music? Well, our music is far more varied than many people expect, but each work helps tell a story. Some of it comes from composers who had the courage to continue creating extraordinary music even while trapped in ghettos and concentration camps. Although they perished, their music remains as witness to their extraordinary moral courage. And some of the music comes from composers whose works were banned by the Nazis as degenerate, either because of their ideas or because of their Jewish identities. And our programs help recover silenced voices. All of our concerts pay tribute to a priceless legacy that the world cannot afford to lose. You know, sometimes people tell us that they're afraid that our music will be sad or depressing. Then they come to our concert and find out it's not at all. It's all about courage and heroism and celebrating life. And it's not only about Jewish people. It's about everybody who has faced oppression and stood up to it. We've played music about heroic, free-thinking people who dared to stand up for what was right. We've played music about gay people that endured persecution, about gypsies, about women, about children, about people who made a difference with their lives, and about how all of this matters for us today. Well, besides performing music from the time of the Holocaust, our biggest impact comes from commissioning and presenting new Holocaust-inspired works by today's leading composers. Our commissioning program is unique in the world, and through it, we try to explore the lives of people who experience the Holocaust in different ways and in different places. Through music, 
We share stories that challenge people to engage with memory and history in ways that are unaccustomed and sometimes even discomforting. We pose questions rather than give easy answers. If we had more time, I could tell you about many of the 20-plus new works we've launched, but this evening I'd like to focus on one very special new opera that we commissioned and which we will premiere here in San Francisco in May. It's called Out of Darkness, and it's by Jake Heggie. Jake lives here in San Francisco and many people consider him to be the most important opera composer of our time. Out of Darkness is a portrait of survival that conveys the vastness of the Holocaust scope with emotionally rich depictions of those caught in its grasp. It's based on true stories of two survivors that are haunted by the ghosts of their past. Let me tell you a little about each story. The first is about Kristina Zhavulska, whose daring poems became anthems of defiance among her fellow prisoners in Auschwitz. The other story explores the fate of gay people in the Holocaust through the experience of Gad Beck and Manfred Levin, two idealistic young lovers in 1930s Berlin whose lives and love were torn apart under Nazi rule. Let me start with Christina's story, act one of our opera. The woman we know today as Christina Zhavulska was born Sonia Landau in 1914 to a Jewish family in Lutz, Poland. She was studying law at Warsaw University when the Second World War broke out. In fact, September 1, 1939, the day that Germany invaded Poland, was her 25th birthday. How would you like a birthday present like that? She and her family were forced into the Warsaw Ghetto. The following year, with her mother, she walked out of the ghetto in broad daylight, leaving her father behind. She adopted the name Sofia Wisniewska, and worked for the Polish resistance until she was arrested by the Gestapo in 1943. Refusing to reveal names to the Nazis, she changed her own name to Krystyna Zawolska, claiming to have been born in 1918 rather than 1914. Krystyna was sent to Auschwitz-Birkenau as a political prisoner, not as a Jew. Before being sent to Auschwitz, Christina had not written a single song. Writing lyrics and setting them to familiar folk, classical, and popular tunes of the day was her way to cope with the horrors of life in the camp. She did not invent those words to save her life, but amazingly, they did just that. With the help of a sympathetic capo who appreciated her poems, she was spared hard labor and assigned instead to a job in the affecting comma, the room of personal effects. There, she and her co-workers took charge and took inventory of the possessions that thousands upon thousands of Jewish women and children from all over Europe brought with them to the camp. And once those possessions had been taken and cataloged, 
Christina marched those poor souls next door for execution. She heard the screams and cries, saw the smoke, and smelled the stench of burning flesh. In the opera, Christina struggles to tell the truth of what happened to her, to find the words to describe the indescribable of what she endured, of what was required to survive. We hear musical settings of the poems that she wrote on subjects ranging from whimsical gossip in the barracks to profound fears mixed with dreams of rescue, survival, and triumph. And since it was terribly dangerous to write these words down, her lyrics passed along by word of mouth from inmate to inmate in the camp, some of them becoming anthems of defiance among her fellow prisoners. I'd like to share a brief refrain from one of her Auschwitz poems. Take off your striped clothes, kick off your clogs, stand with me, hold your head up high. The song of freedom upon our lips will never, never die. These songs are a tribute not only to Christina, but also to the power of music and the imagination to liberate one from even the darkest despair. Out of Darkness, next, turns to a haunting true story based on the love of two men, Gad Beck and Manfred Levin. Although broadly acknowledged, the Nazis' persecution of homosexuals has received relatively little attention. The Nazis forbade love in many of its expressions, and homosexuals were a particular target. The Third Reich considered homosexuality a symptom of racial degeneracy, and gay men and lesbians were incarcerated in prisons and sent to concentration camps. The Nazis succeeded in murdering thousands and shattering the lives of untold others. The young Gadbeck and Manfred Levin were lovers in Berlin until Manfred and his family were sent to their deaths in Auschwitz. Gad joined an underground group that helped Jews escape to neutral Switzerland, but he was betrayed and incarcerated in the final months of the war. Still, Gad managed to preserve Manfred's poetic diary, an intimate expression of their love. Gad donated this incredible diary to the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum in 1999. Gadbeck died in Berlin in 2012, just a week shy of his 89th birthday, and he's believed to have been the last known Jewish gay survivor of the Holocaust. The opera draws on Manfred's poetic diary in shaping a musical drama where the 19-year-old Manfred, forever young and handsome, returns to the elderly Gad as a ghost. Gad wants only to forget the horrors he's lived through. Manfred's ghost wants only to be remembered, for Gad to treasure their powerful and timeless love. This compelling story bears extraordinary witness to the power of love, courage, and remembrance. Stories 
like Christina's and Gad's, are especially important because they dare us to look at survival in all of its moral and psychological complexity without reducing people to stereotypes of sainthood or martyrdom. These true stories relate an eloquent saga of survival, interweaving emotionally rich portraits of real people and how they confronted Nazi evil. Jake Heggie's music speaks to your heart with its emotional honesty and brings the characters to life in all of their human complexity. We're so excited to be performing the world premiere of Out of Darkness here in San Francisco on May 25th and May 26th at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music in their magnificent concert hall. And of course, we'd love it if you could join us. To conclude, we are nothing without memory. We all want to be remembered for life lived, for a legacy left behind. Everyone touched by the Holocaust had a name, a story. Those who perished and those who survived. Famous people and people little known who were just as important. All of them had dreams, stories to tell, and unanswered questions that still need to be asked. Through music, we try to remind the world that their lives still matter. Thank you so much.